This is a GRDC podcast. Winter growing barley grass and brome grass may play their part in livestock operations at various times of the year, but when it comes to winter cropping, they are less than welcome. But controlling particularly barley grass for croppers is an issue, as you'll hear, particularly with the prospect of herbicide resistance emerging as a threat. A GRDC investment is looking at how different management practices help in the control of barley grass. I visited the Birchip Cropping Group Trials Paddock just outside of Birchip, where I caught up with Kira Cullen, the past extension manager at BCG, and Claire Brown, research leader at BCG. Kira told me the backstory about what's prompted this research into barley grass. The driver behind the research is growers starting to see an issue now with barley grass control in terms of not being able to get that opening break as early as what they would like and as well as seeing growers starting to sow their crops earlier in April now rather than the, than the Anzac Day break or traditional Anzac Day break. So if they're not getting the opening rain, barley grass isn't germinating. So then the, when the rain does come along, the barley grass, as well as the crop, is germinating at the same time, reducing the, the opportunity to get that good early control on barley grass. So we're seeing that barley grass grow all the way through and not being able to be controlled, particularly in a cereal-dominant rotation. So growers have come to you and said, look, we need some answers here. Yeah, that's right. So the project is led by Gurjeet Gill at the University of Adelaide. He's developed the whole project and it's, it's a fairly large project across the southern region. Yeah, I'm hoping to catch up with him soon. Yeah, he'll be involved. So BCG's doing the Wimmera and Mallee component and we've identified several growers to be part of a steering committee who have developed and driven the research that we're doing here. Claire, how is the research being set up? Chris, the research is being set up through the input from the farmers, as Kira just mentioned. So we've identified four different systems, and those systems have come about through basically what the farmers would like to see trialled. So our first system is basically a pasture and sort of a low-cost option. System two is looking at a fairly hay-intensive setup. The third system is a rotation over the three years with omitting the clearfield chemistry. And system four is our sort of our expensive one, you might like to call it. It's our clearfield dominant setup over three years where we'll be using that chemistry as needed. With barley grass, obviously farmers have been running into some problems from a chemistry point of view. What about other integrated ways of controlling it? Have they been successful there? Not so far, Chris. So that's basically how we come about this research is to have an integrated rotation aspect. So rather than trying to get on top of your barley grass in one year, we're looking at a three-year rotation, which cropping choice is the better one to try and control it without having that huge reliance on just chemicals year in, year out, controlling it. And pasture, you said, is one of those options. Looking around here, I don't see a lot of pasture. Yes, pasture is an option. Having sort of a low-cost pasture where we won't actually be sowing anything, but just people here in the Mallee region sometimes have pasture paddocks, so a paddock is grown and then let go for sheep feed, and then in springtime you would terminate that pasture or fallow it out, so about August. So seeing the effect of, of letting some of that go and then trying to control that before some of that set seed. Kira, how big an issue is barley grass for farmers in this area? I mean, is it of the scale of ryegrass, the ryegrass problem? 
We aren't seeing it at the scale of ryegrass. It is an issue, but it's more so in localised areas. So areas where there's a lot of sheep, we're seeing it there. We're seeing it become more of an issue in hay areas as well, where it's not getting captured in that hay cut, but more on a localised scale. Why isn't it getting caught in the hay cut? It's not actually growing high enough. So whenever growers are getting to that point where it's time to cut their crops for hay, the barley grass isn't getting captured. So it's, it's just not erect enough to get the weed seed as well. So given that, then Claire, I suppose you're including the hay option as a way of, I suppose, proving whether it works or doesn't work. That's right, Chris. We need to include the hay rotation in there because we're comparing the four setups. So hay is quite often used to control ryegrass and bromegrass in paddocks, so we're hearing that it's possibly not working as well with barleygrass, but we want to trial that and compare it to the other systems. Maybe there is a need to modify some of the timings that we're doing it with and find out which one, which system is better at reducing barleygrass. And it may mean that growers need to ask themselves the question, if barleygrass is bad in one particular paddock, hay is not an option that may be an outcome of the research at the end of the three years. So the third system is where we're using different crop types, so lentils for this year, canola in year two, and the third year going on back onto a cereal. And then we're actually going to omit the clear field out of this one and just look simply at the broadleaf crop choice and controlling grasses that way. So having basically a rotation that's not so cereal dominant with lentils and and canola, a broadleaf crops where grasses can be controlled more easily. The fourth option is the clearfield option. We've got a clearfield barley, so Spartacus this year. Next year we'll have a clearfield lentil growing and in the third year we're going to go for a clearfield canola and leave that third year open to whether we do or we don't use the IMI chemistry. That'll be dependent on how our grass weed populations are going. So we'll be doing fairly in-depth counts in all of these systems to look at yeah, which ones are controlling them down better than others. Kira, just to wind up then, this is a three-year research project. Have you any thoughts in terms of getting that message out? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. A central part of the research is making sure that it's communicated and growers can become engaged in the results and start adopting that research that's been occurring. So the plan is to hold a field walk or a crop walk every year for the three years the project's going. We're encouraging growers to come along. We're going to be talking about each system, which one's working, and then if they're coming along for all three years, they're able to see and compare those three years and the rotations and how they're going at reducing that weed seed bank for barleygrass. Okay, all right. Well, we'll leave it there because we've got to leave room for Gurjeet. In the blink of an eye, here we are in Adelaide speaking to Gurjeet Gill about this barley grass project. Gurjeet, there's an issue surrounding resistance with barley grass emerging, is that right? Yes, that's correct, Chris. It's not as widespread as in ryegrass, but there are pockets throughout southern region that we know of and could be in other places where barley grass populations have high levels of resistance to commonly used herbicides. This is where I'm talking about Group A herbicide grass killers, for example. Around Port Pirie, for example, in South Australia, we have a very strong pocket of high levels of resistance in that area. So it's not everywhere, but there are region-specific resistance issues with barley grass. It's certainly a warning of possible things to come. Absolutely. So that's why this project is is particularly important. Now, it's not just at Birchip, it's quite extensive. 
That's right, Chris. In fact, we are working with 11 different farming systems groups, with two in New South Wales, and then four across Victoria and South Australia, and five in WA. So it's quite a wide scope. Yeah. Resistance issue is not the only issue because barley grass is actually behaving a little bit differently now than it used to before. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right, Chris. I mean, a lot of our results and farmer observations are that many barley grass populations now take long time before they establish at the opening of the season, which means uh, could be coming up still in month of June, for example. And farmers, if they've already seeded their crops, they, they're not getting very good control with the knockdowns in, you know, for those populations. How is that happening? Why is that happening? Well, we have selected for uh, individuals in the populations which have specific requirements for germination. And one trigger that these weeds use is exposure to cold. So cold night exposure, temperatures like four degrees or so, they often occur once you know you pass the autumn months and into the winter and that tends to be a big cue for some of these weeds such as barley grass and brome grass for their establishment emergence to take place okay so uh, farming systems also contribute to that minimum till farming system is that also selected for these unwelcome traits in barley grass? That's right. Now that, that's a great point, that these traits are generally present already in populations, mm. but at very, very low level. And by changing our management practices, we can push the population one way or in the other direction. And I guess with our farmers, uh, by getting really good kill at the start of the season, the only thing that's left behind is the plant or the individual with the trait that allows it to come up late in the season. The other thing we are doing in this project, Chris, that you'd be interested in is that GRDC coordinated collection of more than 150 barley grass populations from these different regions. And we are screening them right now for resistance to different herbicides. So we will get a better picture of which are the hotspots for resistance and to which groups the resistance is out there in these different states. Associate Professor Gurjeet Gill and before Gurjeet were Kira Cullen, at the time the Extension Manager at the Birchip Cropping Group, and Claire Brown, who is the Research Leader at BCG. And my name is Chris Brown. <laughs>